What's up, dudes and dudettes? Welcome to another episode of the Hill Valley AV Club, which has become a very convoluted name, which I think we're probably going to be changing at some point. <laughs> but, I think uh, you should just add more to it. Hill I know, Valley right? Audiovisual oh. club for people who like movies. Yes, like exactly. Really <laughs> <laughs> Joining us is the awesome Mega Mag, which he has returned. He has survived having a baby. He looks great. Ooh. You may hear, I know, right? I got my figure back right away. <laughs> uh, you may hear a screaming baby in the background faintly. Uh, hopefully she passes out soon because I just fed her and passed her off to the wife. So. Oh, it's all good, man. I know I know that all too well. But how have you, I guess, let's kind of talk about you for a second. How's the, how's the transition been going from no kid to kid? What's that life been like for you? There's like a million percent more kid in my life all of a sudden <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Um, what's, been, what's it like getting interrupted sleep versus being able no, to it's wild uh she sleeps like right through the night like it's only what? interrupted yeah oh i she hate you slept. so much she right slept. now <laughs> she slept nine hours last night like straight through the night what? Not, even a not a problem you like, are so <laughs> freaking lucky you have no <laughs> idea oh my gosh I I, I, I know, I know. So I know. envious of you right now. I know, I know. And, and I'm sure it won't last, as people say, but like. Yeah, yeah, Cody and chat saying it won't if last. We, if we wake her up, then she wakes up, like, to eat. But, like, if we don't bother her, she just stays asleep. I, it's just. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll stay up sometimes, like, straight through night, because normally we'd, like, wake up at three to feed her. So sometimes I'll just stay up and, like, mm. stream that late and then just, like, feed her. You know, like, we'll just. I'll just wake her up and feed her, then I'll go to bed. So it's really not interrupted <laughs> sleep. It's just like a really messed up sleep schedule. But like some nights we're just like, eh, she wakes up, we'll we'll feed her, and she just doesn't. So <laughs> it's like whatever works. That's awesome though. Yeah. Very cool. Lucky so uh so far. <laughs> Mrs. Megan's been adjusting okay and Yeah, she just started going back to work uh last week. So now it's me and the kid like all day nice. together which is thrilling thrilling, thrilling yeah. times let me tell you very cool now how old is how old is mini mega now a couple she's, weeks she's going on like it's she's go she's like over six weeks old now oh like, that's crazy i know time flies it feels like she was just born oh like, just really wait does. just yeah. wait our our son <laughs> is six months old today and it That's feels awesome. like we've only had them for like a week. So get yeah. ready, man. It, it's gonna, it, it's the weirdest sensation. It's like all of a sudden it's like, yeah, you know, as you get older, time tends to kind of go by quickly. But all of a sudden when you have like a whole nother human being to mm -hmm. watch after, you kind of just stop paying attention. Like I wouldn't I know like if the sun set if I didn't look out the window. I feel like you lose track of time because you're just constantly focused on all right don't screw this up don't screw the don't screw this part up like <laughs> don't break the kid no all right they do they need to eat it's been too hard they gotta eat and then it's like oh they smell do they poo do they throw up what's yeah. going on what's that <laughs> what's that smell sense of my own time anymore it's great yeah it's a, what a wonderful thing i'm looking forward it's to whenever we introduce solid food and it becomes a game of what's that smell that's <laughs> gonna be a fun game mm, bananas like what is that what what <laughs> food really made what smell today <laughs> that's uh, oh now i got that i have that to look forward to i literally changed two poopy diapers like 10 minutes before this phone nice call, so nice I'm, I'm i'm ready 
<laughs> well, if it is your first time here, guys, this isn't a podcast about being new dads. But <laughs> welcome to the Hill Valley AV Baby Podcast. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> if it is your first time here, first time listening, or first time watching, if you're checking this out on YouTube or in the VODs, um, what we do, it's kind of a, a book club style, movie club, podcast, roundtable discussion thing where... I give you a movie to go watch on your own. The catch is it has to be on Netflix or Prime or a streaming service. And we come together and then discuss it, but also talk about other things we've been watching, you know, other TV shows or other movies that are in theaters right now or documentaries or things we're looking forward to, whatever. Um, But Mega hasn't been with us for a little while because him and Mrs. Mega just had a, a baby. And uh, just checking in on them to see how they're doing. Because I'm curious. It's fun. It's fun to hear people's different experiences. Um, I will say, one thing that was kind of fun, too, with with babiness is the different dad achievements you unlock over time. <laughs> like, having your son, like, poo or your, your kid, your child, poo or pee yes. on you or throw up on you. Those are the all, easy ones. But I do, I do ask, bad. yeah, has <laughs> anything made it onto your beard no no I think, I think maybe just a little bit when i'm burping like on the edge of the beard but oh. nothing like horrible i this was it was the grossest thing ever i i had my, my son had just eaten and um i was we were still working on him getting used to, to you know being on his stomach and stuff and he's laying on my chest i was sitting on the couch and he was resting on me and then he just went <laughs> he just went right on my beard like it just it filled like almost most of my chin and just sat in there uh, it looked like a giant snot had hit my chin what? i basically just handed i held him out and just handed it to my wife i'm like i gotta go i gotta go instantly <laughs> just just now. trying to run it out and you know comb it out and it, oh, it was thankfully it didn't smell but it's just it's like i didn't oh, even want to talk because like, i don't even want to tell anybody about this nah, right now and you went and just sat and took a long shower like a, you, you did the ace ventura when he's like crying sitting in the shower while it's like blaring on him just yes finds out that einhorn is finkel oh <laughs> finkel is einhorn <laughs> there's puke in my face and it never goes away <laughs> um but the film this month everybody that we're going to be talking about is so anyway the truman show the truman show (laughs) and i was uh very surprised i was talking with mega trying to figure out what movie should we even do and he suggested the truman show and i think his reasoning was pretty sound especially and he was talking about wanting to you know look at you know today's current trends with media and social media and you know how relevant that movie is to you know, the current landscape of just entertainment mm-hmm. consumption. And I think that's going to be probably one of the best part of the discussions we'll have tonight. But Absolutely. yeah, before we get into that, though, what have you been watching the last uh, couple months or so since you've been Papa and Dad? Been Papa. I've actually been to the movie theater twice. Yeah. Since we had this baby. Yeah. Nice. Um, we saw Ready Player One. What do you think? I haven't seen it yet. It was OK. I guess I, I would describe it as just like an aggressively okay movie elevated by a bunch of things that make you go, oh, hey, look, I saw that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> in the background. Yeah, I like that thing. That's Do you think like... that kind of served as a detriment to the movie, like trying to get as much stuff in as possible? Or did the movie just kind of have like its own issues? I think it was... I think it helped the movie because it's a very like just mediocre story that's already been told, I feel like, mm-hmm. many times. You know, there was nothing like... There's nothing groundbreaking about the plot of Ready Player One, like its structure or its ideas that it's presenting, mm-hmm. you know? So uh, 
So I think if it's if it's going to be just the 80s nerd pop culture movie, lean into it, you know, as much as you can. And they weren't like overly aggressive with it in the foreground. It was usually just like a lot of like background stuff or like oh, things so that were mentioned. Very Easter eggy. Like, oh, I see yeah. that thing. I know that. Thing. It's a movie of 10 million Easter eggs. Like <laughs> the worst Easter egg hunt where they just poured like a billion of them in the grass. And they were like, all right, there you go, kids. Like, yeah. But it was, it was okay. It was fun. Okay. It was a fun movie, I suppose. Well, what was the second movie you saw? Uh, oh God, uh, the 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 one where they can't make noise, and I forgot the name because I was oh, thinking a quiet place. One. A quiet place, yeah, there it is. Yeah, that uh, movie was excellent. Nice. That is a movie that I want to see, and we are going to see. It's just trying to figure out when to go see it. Yeah, you know, it might be a weird movie to bring a kid to. <laughs> I think it's perfect to bring. Yeah. To bring a kid to because i mean obviously babies will respect that it's a very silent film absolutely they'll know yeah. like hey this this is a quiet atmosphere and uh you need to grow up and just shut yeah. your face i think bringing a baby to the movie could actually kind of enhance the experience a little bit because the extra tension, because, tension well, yeah, because tension. There, i mean it's not like a spoiler like there is a baby like in the movie that's like a plot point you know uh, so like i've heard something you. about it i don't want to spoil yeah. it but i think i, I know I'm something about spoiler. one of the characters it's yeah like, it's 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 very like it's like an early on thing you know that like she is pregnant or whatever mm. like it's not like a secret thing right so like yeah. i feel like having a baby would uh having an actual baby there and say and comparing like can i keep a baby quiet for the duration of a movie how about right. for the duration of forever yeah right (laughs) (laughs) what would you how would you compare it to something like signs in terms of what a quiet place is i think some people maybe think that movie is going to be a horror movie um i would like to think it's more of a thriller i think you're right i actually signs is a good comparison because that's what i was kind of like thinking about while i was watching it like very just kind of like make leaves you a little uneasy but it's not scary it's really tense Mm -hmm. i think a quiet place is the best movie i've ever seen for just making you feel tense all the time like they had a a pretty good core idea and like they hit everything in the movie that would be like wouldn't it be the worst if you couldn't make any noise and this happened like they hit every (laughs) single one of those things it just makes you go like the whole time like stop like they really nailed it i think very very well done movie if you have to see one in theaters right now that's the one that i would i would say based on my having seen two movies that are in theaters right now nice stuff that we've been watching lately uh we started to watch the new netflix series uh lost in space ah have you had a chance to check that out yet I watched one and a half episodes while half asleep uh, holding a baby that was like screaming at me. So. Fantastic. <laughs> I really got the full picture. Of nice. It, yeah. We're about like five or six episodes in, I think. Mm-hmm. So we're a pretty good ways in and it's pretty good. I, I think it's all right. I didn't grow up watching um, Lost in Space, and I don't think I ever well, saw the reboot the movie 60s, either. Right, so right, but I mean, <laughs> oh, there's ways to still see it, you know, like reruns or whatever. But, but I feel like like watching like '80s shows or like maybe even '70s shows, like as a kid, you could maybe get into them. But like '60s shows that started out black and white when you were a kid, you were like, I'm not watching that garbage. Oh, that's like, stupid. That's the, the stupid old garbage. Forget about that. Right. 
But it was one of those things where I think I'm glad that they made some of the adaptations that they did. Mm-hmm. And um, the changes to the robot, too. You know, the robot is very interesting in terms of, you know, not like a gimmicky thing. It actually is a character and almost has a threat as well because there's just this yeah. unknown. You're not sure what his motives first are episode at all. And I was like, what the fuck's up with this robot? Like, I was right? like... Because, like, the second one started, I'm like, wait, the robot did what? I don't know. I don't know what's... Yeah. Yeah, it's like, what am I supposed to do? Why are they keeping that robot? That robot seems really fucking... Really, really dangerous. Mm. Very dangerous. <laughs> I mean, like, terrifyingly dangerous, I guess. Yeah, and... It's, <laughs> it's like a Terminator. And he'll still say danger, Will Robinson, pet. but, like, we haven't heard him say anything else. Mm. But, I don't know, it's... I don't want to spoil too much for it because it no. is a pretty new series, but aesthetically, I think it's pretty good. And that's it, where I'll give it major points. Is it's a, like when I was watching, I was like, "This looks really good." None of the characters really grabbed me, but it looked really good. I will say, I I think what I think the best comparison I can think of is treat the first two episodes like a long pilot episode that has two parts, where it's okay. like a two-hour premiere. Because you don't actually see a full-on title intro like before a Netflix show, where there where it's like as the you know the character name or the credits, the opening credits, and it's like a title sequence when you get lost in space written in text. Mm-hmm. You don't see that till episode three, and so to me that almost made it. And by the time you get to episode three, you feel like your chess pieces are in place. You feel like things are ready to go. You, you've got you you grasp the whole picture and now the yeah show you grasp the whole picture you feel like you've met all the characters at least or at least the big players it takes that mm-hmm. long to kind of show everybody but then after that you're off and running and I'm I'm one of those guys too because my TV time and what my wife and I are kind of the same way I don't want to have to wait a long time for a show to be good if it's good I'll go for it if it sucks yeah I, I just don't want to put in the time this almost lost it for me. And once we hit episode three, I was good to go. The kids, I think, do a pretty good job. They're not like Spielberg kids, but they're not far behind either. <laughs> like, you know, the the boy is, I think it's it could be because of his age. I'm not sure. But the, the two girls are pretty good. They and, seem they seemed pretty good. I mean, I don't expect much from a boy that age when it comes to acting. It's not it's not stranger things. You know, I don't expect that. I'm gonna right. Those kids are hard to find. It's like a kid with a CG like robot in the first episode. Like I'm like I really don't expect him to be doing an amazing uh, performance. It's hard for anybody to act with like mm-hmm. this character that there's nothing to really play off of. So I'll I say really, in subsequent episodes, it looks like they are they, going they th- full practical with him. I think they at the end of the episode I watched, he kind of like transforms mm-hmm. and like he's like got two feet. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, so they're throwing a guy in a suit now. Cool. Like, it, it is was... a cool looking suit, though. I will say, and the it the is. design too reminded me a lot of um, Legion from uh, Mass Effect. Okay. All right. I got you. I got yeah, you. like the little like circle I... face or whatever. It looked very yes. similar to me. And then <laughs> um, we'd been re binging Parks and Rec again because you know you, you need something to kind of lighten stuff up, which to yeah. me has kind of become it's our office. The Office really wasn't a thing for us, but Gasp. Parks and Rec was. Yes. I know, I know, and I know that's gonna piss a lot of people off, but that's just that kind of how it turned out for us. They can both. They're they're both great. We've binged. 
We binged Brooklyn Nine-Nine twice right after the baby was born. That is a show uh, that I regret not seeing before we cut cable. Oh, it's it's on Hulu. Yeah, we might have to <laughs> just do it. But that is the same creator as Parks and Rec. So if you like Parks and Rec, there's a good chance you will like Brooklyn Nine-Nine as well. As same with uh, The Good Place, I think it's called, is okay. another show that he created. Michael is it treated Scher. kind of the same way where it's like a workplace style comedy like Parks and Rec? It the uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine is is workplace style comedy, kind of like yeah, docu style, where it's a lot of like it's not breaking documentary the wall. style, which is interesting. I thought it would be at first, like when I heard about the show coming out. It's not documentary style. It's I don't know how to describe it. It's just it's just got a nice. It's more cinematic than uh, something like Parks and Rec is for sure, but it's got a good lightness to it for a police show, <laughs> you know. Like the, I don't know, everybody excels in it. It's got a really good cast too. Just, just, just take old Mega's word for it. All right, all right, we'll give it a shot. I think it might get canceled this season. So. Oh no! But how? But it's That's been going on for a while though, right? I think it's in its fifth season right now. That's yeah, a pretty good. So. That's a pretty good. That's run a good run. A Over a hundred episodes. I mean. Oh yeah. Then yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, We're done with you. You had your chance. And then we checked out uh, two movies that um, I initially was unsure whether I wanted to see them at all. Uh, The new Ghostbusters with... uh, yeah with Kristen Wiig I did not and... see that one I, I, you were unsure if you wanted to see it I was sure I did not want to see it I was pretty sure me. I did not but <laughs> I had an opportunity to see it for free so I went for it um, and I wish I didn't <laughs> <laughs> I will say okay okay you know here we go so um, Paul Feig I think is a great comedy writer and a great comedy director he had some of the best casting possible that should have been a knockout an absolute mm-hmm. knockout you know with uh, melissa mccarthy kristen wig um and uh kate mckinnon um leslie something is that her name i can't remember her name yeah and, uh, and chris hemsworth was actually quite funny in it his parts were, i think were some of the best um but i mean it's one of those things where i it, i feel like it should have been better and there were just yeah. some parts where it just felt like Leslie Jones. Thank you, Cody. There it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just one of those things where uh, I should have trusted my gut and just not watched it. <laughs> I'm glad to know that I, I have no, I've never heard anybody tell me that I have to see it. And uh, you've really only further cemented in my mind that I probably won't see it. Yeah. <laughs> consider yourself vindicated. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just watch Ghostbusters. How about I just watch the original, the original Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters yeah, and I think, you know, speaking of the original Ghostbusters, I think that proved to be kind of a hindrance as well. You know, as similar as they wanted to be, I think they tried too much to pay homage to the what came before it. Mm. It was fun to get the cameos. The cameos were fun. Um, and the ways that they're presented were pretty funny, especially with some of the sayings and things like that. But, oh, man. It was just one of those things where, oh, blah, blah, blah. Not, 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 I, I do not recommend the new Ghostbusters personally. Um, it was one of those things where I felt like the script was sexist and he thinks that. No, not at all. (laughs) Not true. Not true. I love all the ladies that were in it. And because of who was cast in it, 
I was very that, excited like, when for they initially when they initially announced that movie, and I was like, okay, I like Kristen Wiig. I can I can see Melissa McCarthy if she's like Gilmore Girls Melissa McCarthy, and yeah. like you know, like more like a person because she's a little too much of a character in a lot mm. of her movies the most recently but i was like she's good i know she can be good and i was like right. i can get into this did paul this feig write um bridesmaids i believe he did yes. okay and so that was like another reason to be excited as well was because it was you know basically kind of the same you know trio that you had coming in with kristen wig melissa mccarthy and paul feig you know people that have already worked together and have made good comedy and okay it's just a different setting it should go out go on well but Mm, did not did not what uh, was your other movie that you had an opportunity to see that's hopefully better than Ghostbusters? oh yeah yeah i i had low expectations for that and left pretty happy and i had a good time i enjoyed that's it the way to do it man that movie is perfect if you go in expecting it to be really mediocre right <laughs> and for me like when um when i saw central intelligence I had incredibly low expectations for it, but I saw it because I love The Rock. He's he's one of the people on my short list where if he asked you know me out on a date, I would say yes. I feel like the the studio's entire money making structure when they cast The Rock <laughs> is they're like people just love The Rock, and even if they don't want to see the movie, they'll just do it, and because they love The Rock, mm. <laughs> they'll show up because for Rampage, The Rock. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And it's one of those things where I I dug it. I thought it was funny. And I think Jack Black had some great moments in it as well. And mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. did love some of the, the really faint callbacks to the Robin Williams Jumanji. Yeah. You know, like the, like the the treehouse that had like his name carved. Yeah. You know, Alan like Parrish was here. It's like, that's awesome and so perfect. It's like, it's just enough of like a, hey, but not like you know, trying to get too much into so it as well. So you saw two attempts to remake, reboot, whatever franchise, and one was way more successful than the other. Yes, one was far indicator. more entertaining. <laughs> exactly, Jones. He built this house. <laughs> I'm just living in it. Um, it's good, though. I mean, honestly, yeah, between the two, if you're trying to decide between Jumanji and the new Ghostbusters and you're wanting to see a potential series reboot or a continuation in those... I would say go watch Jumanji. You'll probably have a much more fun time. Yes. And Jumanji was like a sleeper monster at the box office. Like, yeah, it did deceptively it made well. Tons of money. It like considering it was what, like the week before star Wars, it came out or something like that. Mm -hmm. And like, it just like immediate, like after star Wars had been out for like two weeks, it's like Jumanji had like a resurgence or something. I, I don't know. I, I remember reading it being on the top of the charts for a while and making way more money than I ever. I thought it was going to flop. I was so sure. Mm -hmm. I was like, there's no way this movie makes Because it's like, money. really, you want to put yourself against the Star Wars? Yeah. Not know, wise, right? but some studio exec was like, trust me. It'll work. <laughs> really confident in our sequel to a 90s movie. <laughs> like, what could go completely wrong? Different cast and concept. Like, all right. It what worked. could go wrong? Kudos to them, right? They pulled it off. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I dug it. I thought it was fun, and um, we're still working on, you know, doing the the road to Infinity War kind of thing. I think all we have left is Guardians Two. Have you guys been doing that? Been kind of watching all those leading up to it, or not so much? I mean, 
I already did do it. I did it like before Black Panther came out. Like, oh, I jeez. Watched like one, but instead I just burnt through all of them like, immediately. <laughs> I have no self control. It's really easy to. It really is. Like yeah. once you start one, it's like, well, I kind of want to just keep going. Well, this one's teaser makes me kind of want to watch the next one at mm. the end of the credits. So I guess we're watching Captain America. Yeah. I did see something on slash film i think where they interviewed the russo brothers and they were talking about the uh the cut the first cut of avengers 4 which will be the sequel to infinity war they filmed mm -hmm. them both at the same time and so but they yeah. haven't they don't even have a rough cut yet but they're not even sure what the time will be and i think this one's going to be infinity war will be two and a half hours Ooh, i think is the yeah. runtime, and so this one coming up might be the actual you know, first three-hour Marvel movie. I'm fine with it. Yeah. If it's good, I mean... I know, it's I'm, like, please don't suck. <laughs> I don't get... I feel like I, I get no theater fatigue. If anything, I worry when a movie's short and I'm really enjoying it. I'm, like, in the theater, and the back of my mind is like, oh, no, it's going to end soon. Don't end. Are we leading up to the end? I'm really <laughs> digging this. Like, right? So I'm fine with long movies. I'll take it. I'll yeah. Care. For superhero big spectacle films... Do it. There's Do a lot it. of speculation that some people might not survive the end of the movie. Like certain characters, not some real oh. people, but like some of the some of the heroes may not survive the end of the movie. I don't think that uh I think we're losing Hawkeye, probably. Um That seems like, like such a th that's so mean though. He's retired, mean. man. He's retired, but that's why I like he's not like important, you know? Like nobody like goes. He's the secret movie. sauce. Yeah, but that's why, like, if he dies, you know, it's super sad. We got a super sad moment. I really think I could fully believe losing or at least having a hard, like, this could definitely be we never see him again, Iron Man moment. Really? Um, you think Iron Robert Man over Downey Captain Jr. America? Costs, Robert Downey Jr. costs so much more money, you know? I feel right. like they might be like, can we make this work without him now? Uh, so I can, I, I think it's one of those two. It's Captain America or it's Iron Man. Like mm. one of those two has got to either die or be done for good. Maybe Cap dies and then Iron Man's like, I'm out of the game. And then we don't see him for however long. I don't know. He goes I was having a retirement, right? I was having a DM exchange with Dorseus, uh, earlier this afternoon and we kind of talked about, okay, well maybe Cap will be the one that'll like sacrifice himself. Cause I think in the original infinity war comic line, he ends up going and confronts Thanos like one-on-one, -on -one, like by himself, fully knowing he's most likely yeah. going to die. <laughs> and I'm wondering what if he does that and then it ends up putting Tony Stark or Iron Man in a position to where he's now going to be truly fully selfless and ends up making a really sacrificial play at the end. I think that's the way to do it is Iron Man sacrificing himself is the way to go because that'd be the conclusion of their little argument arc where he talks about being the guy who falls on <clears throat> who throws himself on the wire yeah like or like I'll, I'll be the guy that just cuts the wire yeah, yeah. i think because that the movie avengers one plays that out anyway kind of like with him sacrificing himself with the nuke like he tries mm. to sacrifice himself but he kind of reverts be, back be, not too long yeah, after exactly so this could be his final chapter his final closing moment where he really does become that hero yeah i could see yeah. potentially losing loki loki I and mean, that would 
that could be interesting. But with Loki, Loki's the type of character that even if he dies, like they can always bring him back, you know, because yeah. he's the trickster god. It's really easy to write Loki's death like, oh, I but I was really in this other body the whole time. Like <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they've done that already, like multiple times. We've seen Loki die, I feel so. Do you think they would sacrifice uh Thor, or do you think Loki would make a play to give up Thor to preserve himself? I don't think there's any way they get rid of Thor because he's just started to like really take off on his own, you know? Yeah, especially like with Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok was the first really good Thor movie. Mm -hmm. So I think if they get if they're going to get rid of anybody, they'll get rid of the more expensive people mm -hmm. um, and like the people that started it, the pillars, and then they'll kind of leave somebody like Thor around to be like the new sort of figurehead for a little bit while they transition into whatever comes after. Yeah, because I mean, in some of the other comics, at least when Marvel did like their new run where like they had either gender swaps or um, different race swaps with their different characters and just different people being the characters um, mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, Sam Wilson became Captain America for a while. And so it's it's not out of the realm of possibility for because I mean, Bucky has been Captain America before as yeah. well. Like Bucky when, is could easily take over the mantle in the mcu i could mm -hmm. see that happening pretty easily and then i guess with well i don't know if because with thor jane foster essentially became the lady thor in that one i don't know if natalie portman wants to be thor i don't think no, that'll work out i don't think so there's I've, the uh there's that alien dude uh who was thor or can wield thor's hammer I can't oh vision good no but there's like a in the comics, there was actually like, oh my god, there's a there's an Easter egg of him in Ragnarok, and I can't remember his name now, and it's really gonna bother me. Oh, um, have you ever heard of Throg? It I is have a, not heard of. Throg. It is a frog who actually wields Thor's hammer, and it's an actual Marvel comic. It's ridiculous. I can't even believe it's a real thing. But yeah, I could totally see Chris Evans either biting the dust, or maybe that's the cliffhanger at the end. Maybe we're not sure if, you know, somebody's going to die. Maybe they'll make us wait till the next one. But supposedly he's already done his reshoots for Avengers 4. And so okay. contractually, I think he is, you know, all done. So we'll see. We will see. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you get rid of that guy, you still need someone to be the moral compass. But yeah, on our Black Panther episode, we kind of talked about how T'Challa could essentially be the new moral compass of the team. Just make Spider-Man be everything. Just make yes. all the movies only Spider-Man, and that's it. Get rid of everybody else. And just bring in Deadpool, because now Disney owns yes. those Fox properties bring now. him in as well, yes. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine Deadpool just shows up? It's like, what's up, guys? <laughs> He's so fucking, so friggin'. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> not I don't get to talk to adults ever. Um, yeah, that would be very, very weird i don't mm. think deadpool fits into the marvel cinematic universe really right i think with that new trailer and the whole x-force thing i think solidifies yeah. you will truly be on your own like yeah. you're going to be your own entity and your own team up thing and i kind of like that i i, I would i don't mind if uh like he can reference the events of the other movies you know because mm. he's deadpool anyway and he knows he's in a movie so yeah. like whatever but like i don't i don't want to see deadpool and like if I see Deadpool and and Bucky on screen together, I'm just gonna be like, "What? Like this is weird. These two characters yeah. don't 
they don't mesh. They don't fit. And the person was Beta Ray Bill is the name of the character I was trying to. Think Beta Ray about. Bill, nice. He's like Where was weird... he in Ragnarok? He's he's uh, one of the face statues of like the old champions. Oh wow, that's he's, really yeah. cool. Yeah. So nice. Just, there we go. Whew. Very cool. Um, I guess another thing that's been kind of picking up some steam, at least with I don't know some press, you know, Incredibles two looks like it'll be pretty fun coming out yes. in, a, in a couple or not a couple weeks that but looks, in a couple months or so pretty soon i have complete confidence in the incredibles too I do you believe. think it's going to suffer one of those things where you know it's too little too late maybe it should have come out sooner and or do you think it'll rise to the occasion because we've seen i mean not in pixar sense but you know like zoolander 2 is a very i think fair example of a movie that came out at a similar with a similar gap from its I first agree. movie to second movie I think the reason why movies like that suffer a lot of the time is because they become nothing but like, remember this joke from the last one? Or like, here's like an updated version of that same joke. Mm -hmm. And like the actors are all older and it's like, you're kind of uncomfortable. Like, why isn't anybody aged or changed at all in the decade between movies? But what's great about animation and Pixar is like, they can make it so it takes place like the next day and it doesn't have to miss a beat in yeah. any way like visually that takes me out of it mm. you know so as long as i don't think pixar is the type that would just be like we need to make a sequel you know like let's just, just do a bunch of throwbacks callbacks to the old ones you know like they they wouldn't make the sequel without a good story to tell mm. so I, and especially it's brad bird is making it right and, and he did I think Iron so. giant and the first incredibles and like those are really good movies so yeah i have faith and i like the the story seems to be like Mr. Incredible kind of being like stuck on the sidelines is like a stay at home dad type. Yes, almost. like stuck with yeah. Jack Jack. So I already relate uh, <laughs> to it immediately and I'm in, you know, <laughs> I think I think it's going to be good. I, I'm not I'd be worried if this was like a live action movie or if it was an, a pure comedy. Like I'm more I was more worried about Super Troopers 2 than I am about Incredibles 2. I still haven't seen Super Troopers 2. I don't know. I haven't either and I'm to. I'm unsure cuz to me like Super Troopers 2 I think is going to I'm afraid it's going to suffer the same issues that Zoolander mm -hmm. 2 had. It's like there are so many jokes, you know, like am I saying meow and you know things like yeah. that are are we going to just are we going to have that again probably? Probably, yeah. And then like the but, soap and you know large Farva and different stuff happening to Farva at the at whatever burger place they go to it's like yeah those would be funny but i kind of want some new jokes too especially because all yes. those guys are very funny together the movies become like too iconic to for and they they get lost in their own like self-referential nature and yeah it's, it's like when you start memeing yourself it's like that kind of yes. takes the fun away from it it does and hopefully that doesn't happen with incredibles and super troopers 2 might not be that way i don't know i have I haven't read much about it yet. I'm yeah, sure it got terrible reviews, but the first one did too, so I can't really... Right, it's I one of those things, like, the reviews could be bad, but if it's still funny, who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, gear, I, I will say this, though. I bet in The Incredibles, at some point, you hear Frozone yell, like, where is my super suit? Where is my super suit? You just know that that has to happen. Oh, like, please. It's that that just seems inevitable. I just want more of the exchange with him and his wife, or she's just in another room and they're just they're yelling at each other like I'm the greatest good you ever gonna have. <laughs> oh my gosh, I loved that so much, mm -hmm. so much, man. Oh. <sighs>
Good well, movie. Good movie. Come yeah. on, Pixar. Don't mess it up. Please don't. It's one of those things, like, I just don't want the Pixar train to ever stop. Um, you know, kind of, you know, on the, the Disney, you know, Pixar and, you know, uh, Marvel talk. Did you see that James Cameron talked about how he is ready for Marvel fatigue to set in? I did see that. Yeah, and, it's like, uh, really? Aren't you the guy that wants to make four more Avatar movies? Yeah, you're trying to make four sequels to blue Pocahontas people. Like, you're not James Cameron. No offense to James Cameron and James Cameron fans, but James Cameron, you're not an amazing storyteller, you know? Like, you're not out here. You, you, you are not out here telling genre-changing things that blow people's minds. You're doing the same thing that Avengers and superhero movies do anyway. You make popcorn flicks. Mm -hmm. So it's not like he's... If, if, he, if he were somebody who did, like, really cerebral films, you know? Like, I'd be like, okay, I get it. He's allowed to be snooty, you know? But it's, right. come on, James Cameron. <laughs> come on, buddy. Right. You, you did Titanic. Like, you're not... He does have an he obscene made, amount of money, though, and he makes a lot of money. That is true. And I'd like to hang out on the Titanic all the time at will. That sounds pretty sweet. That, that other people are already, uh, that other people are making as much money as him. Yeah, he he's does. like, wait, I haven't worked in a while. This isn't good. No one's gonna want to want to watch watch this. If anything, he just needs to. He should bash Marvel movies and stuff just to keep some spotlight on him because I feel like it's been like a decade since Avatar. I, feel I like think nobody's so. gonna care when the next one comes out. I don't know. I don't anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's, I was interested in it when it first came out. I mean, as part of it being like a 3D tech demo. Yeah, but like everybody was, but it's not like something that you that's beloved to you. Like like when you when you see mm -hmm. a like Jurassic World, there's a trailer for Jurassic World, and you hear the Jurassic Park music, you're like, it awakens a feeling inside of you. you yeah. Know? I don't think Avatar has that moment where it awakens a feeling inside of you when the trailer comes out. Maybe I'm sure there's a lot of people. I mean, they maybe made like a bajillion dollars. So yeah, not, like even I don't uh, hear a lot of people opining for it or talking about it anymore. Yeah, and I think another thing as well, you know, talking about you know having just like a a good association with it. Today, you know, just for some reason, we we have music on in the house whenever you know whenever Logan's awake, and I've started to play. Um, certain pieces from movie soundtracks, you know, like from Finding Nemo or The Lion King or, you know, The Hobbit and Star Wars, mm -hmm. you know, or Lord of the Rings. And one song came on and it was from Avatar. And I was like, well, this is kind of pretty, but this is from Avatar. <laughs> but it didn't like it didn't like, you know, you know, do like a lightning bolt in your mind. You're like, oh, yeah, that's Avatar. You know, there's not really like anything that's super iconic associated with the film. It's sort of the same way with the uh, the Avengers or the Marvel Cinematic Universe in general. Like I don't the Avengers know. has a theme. I know that one, but like any of the individual movies, Cap has a pretty themes. distinct theme. I can't think of it. I can only think of the Avengers. Ba, 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 That's the only one that yeah has ever stuck with me. Whenever I hear Caps, I know it's his. It, it has like it's mostly like horns and trumpets and stuff like that. that um. Sense. Yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> but, like, his and, um, you know, the Asgard theme is... It's one of those where, like, I can't hum it just because I, I can't sing. I'm I'm a potato. I can't do it. <laughs> My wife can. I cannot. But, you know, I, I feel like there's at least more association there. But I feel like, though, with something like Avatar... And also, I mean, it's, it's kind of an unfair comparison, I guess, because there's been so many 
there have been 18 Marvel movies versus the one Avatar. And a lot of these characters are having crossovers now, and there's opportunities for those themes to, you know, resurface in other films and kind of get in your psyche. But yeah, it's one of those things where I don't know if I want another Avatar movie. I had an okay time with the first one, especially in an IMAX experience. Yeah, in theaters, it was like, great. I haven't seen it that was pretty cool. I yeah. don't think it would be nearly as good if I watched it on a TV at home. Like, mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm morbidly interested in how you make four additional films in the universe and have them be interesting. So. On another planet, they're red people. Oh, my God. <laughs> really horribly, like... Except on this planet, they hold hands to meld. Like, I, I want it to be like the red people and the blue people don't like each other. Like, let's just make it as. And then they have a baby that's purple. As is possible. <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be ridiculous. It would be. I could see it happening. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't even be surprised. Oh man. Well, oh. this month, guys, we're talking about the Truman Show. So we've talked about blockbusters. Yeah, I know we talked about everything else that's been going on and what we've been checking out. Um, so just to give you guys a bit of a refresher, or if you've never seen the movie before, um, shame on you. You should go see it on Netflix. It's actually a very interesting movie. But I've got the trailer here for you just to kind of get you guys caught back up to speed. And we'll go ahead and give it a look. Still headed. What else is on? Yeah, let's see what else. First. Coming to you now from the largest studio ever constructed, it's the Truman Show. Yeah! Good morning. Good morning. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> what if? No scripts, no cue cards. Morning, Spencer. How's it going? What if you were watched every moment of your life? How many cameras you got there in that town? I believe Truman is the first child to have been legally adopted by a corporation. That's correct. Brilliant. What if everyone you knew was pretending? Hi, honey. Look what I got at the checkout. Dishwasher safe. (laughs) That's amazing. What if your world was make-believe? Cue the sign. While the world he inhabits is counterfeit. I'm not allowed to talk to you. That's how I look. Not your type. There's nothing fake about Truman himself. What if you didn't know it until now? A lot of strange things have been happening. Stand by ring cam. Is he looking at us? Do you think he knows? I think I'm mixed up in something. Something big. We accept the reality with which we're presented. Everybody's pretending, Truman. Get out of here. Come and find me. Truman? Truman! Truman! It's like the whole world revolves around me. Everybody seems to be in on it. I'm going away for a while. I'm not in on it, Truman, because the last thing that I would ever do is lie to you. Fade up music. That's our hero shot. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> How do we stop him? Give me some light. Is that the best you can do? Come transmission. I like your pen. I was wondering that myself. Jim Carrey, 
The Truman Show. Watch what happens. Well, that's the trailer from The Truman Show. I personally think it's a very, very fun movie. If you've never, never seen it before, you need to do yourself a favor. A wonderful movie. Yeah, you need to do yourself a favor and go check it out. Uh, the summary of this gem. Where is it? Ugh, there it is. Cool. <laughs> in this movie, Truman is a man whose life is a fake. The place he lives in, in fact, is a big studio with hidden cameras everywhere, and all his friends and people around him are actors who play their roles in the most popular TV series in the world, The Truman Show. Truman thinks he's an ordinary man with an ordinary life and has no idea about how he is exploited until one day he finds out everything. I personally really did like this movie quite a bit. I remember seeing it when it first came out when I was really young. I remember seeing this movie in theaters. Um, it came out in 1998, so I was 10 years old. I was 10 years old when this movie came out. So it's dating myself a little bit. <laughs> but I, I liked it. It stars uh, Jim Carrey, Laura Linney, uh, Noah Emmerich, and uh, directed by uh, Peter Weir, written by Andrew Nichol. And it is a very, very, very unique movie. It's very, very unique. And I just, I think it's... It's interesting how far ahead this movie was before it came out. You know, just how much they kind of predicted in a way in terms of what people were going to want to fill their lives with. What type of media people would want to consume. Right. It's almost it's so <laughs> weird, like especially like um, like today. I mean. I mean, hell, using Twitch as an example, you know, where where we, yeah. you know, record and, you know, put the show out, you know, both of us are, are Twitch broadcasters and, you know, people can come watch us and, you know, get to kind of spend as much time with us as they want. But mm -hmm. there are other people, too, that are on far many more hours than we are. Oh, yeah. And, you know, there's people like, you know, you know, Dr. Disrespect and, you know, Ninja, you know, kind of the current, mm -hmm. you know, unofficial face of Twitch. You know, somebody who a lot of people spend hours and hours and hours watching this guy. And much like the Truman Show, you know, we're not seeing someone being raised from birth on Twitch, although that would be very funky. And I don't know. That might be illegal. That's I'm not my sure. plan with my daughter, actually. Oh, really? You're going to turn <laughs> into the Truman Show, the mini mega show? Down. The yeah. cat's out of the bag, guys. Invest now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like um i like the uh the way the show kind of presents itself in the beginning you know it's just kind of you know people flipping channels and then you're kind of keyed right in and in a way you're a viewer of the show at the start and then you know that yes. you have that big light in the ceiling that crashes on the ground and in a way the way it's kind of presented you're, you're given kind of like a taste of what's going on early but at the same time you're almost as much in the dark as truman and as the as this show kind of progresses, when things start to kind of get peeled back, you start to get to learn with them as well, which I think mm -hmm. was one of the a, a very good structure for the story. Absolutely. Yeah, you're not oh. totally omniscient. You don't know everything, but mm -hmm. at the same time, like you do know just a little bit more than he does. But not you're not too far ahead in what he knows. No, I, I think that was a masterful choice. What do you think? 
I you talked about this like you you like this movie when you were young. I did too. I think this was like the first VHS tape that I remember like really burning through a lot. Me and my stepbrother used to watch this movie all the time together. Yeah. Like I don't know. I love this movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Just like period. I don't know what it is about it, but it is interesting. It's relevance to today, and I feel like we live in a world where somebody would honestly like sign up to do the Truman Show. I mean, they, people do. Like yeah. Big Brother, reality TV. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Name Big any Brother reality literally show. has like twenty four seven feeds in the house that people can watch, like streaming. Like exactly. That's the thing. But I don't know. It's it's interesting how relevant it is. But Jim Carrey's performance in the movie is like perfect. Mm. I think it's one of his best performances, to be honest. Because it's still. I would absolutely agree. <laughs> yeah, because it's still funny, Jim Carrey, but also. Yes. You get like some man on the moon and cable guy kind of moments too, where there's like mm-hmm. some, there's harder moments with him, but he still gets to be himself, I guess. Yes. And yes. I, I think he, it's, it, it's a great use of him as an actor. You kind of got to see his full scope in the movie. And yeah. one thing that I thought was, I was talking to my wife about this too, the setting that they chose to put this in, you know, the movie mm-hmm. is taking place like in present day, 98, 99, you know, like in modern times when the movie was released, but yeah. the setting of the town and the story. Truman's world is very like you know 50s, 60s vibes. Yeah, yeah. Like like, it's a perfect. It's a it's a perfect. Uh, I don't know cartoon version of how people remember things. You know, like right the good old days is what it's the feels golden like. age of of yeah. America. It's like, very this pleasant. Was great. Yeah, yeah, very Pleasantville. That. That's a great yeah. comparison. It actually reminds me a lot weirdly enough I, when i watch the truman show i think of the matrix because yeah. <laughs> of the fact that the architect in matrix reloaded when's when the bullet neo dodging happen? He, yeah okay when when neo's talking to the architect in matrix reloaded yeah he talks okay. about the different iterations of the matrix mm-hmm. and he talks about how initially they made a perfect utopia and like 90 percent of people rejected it and Truman gets like a perfect utopia. Yeah. And he knows something's wrong. He rejects it. And I always think about that. Yeah. Like there's no like conflict for Truman, which also, well, there is, but it's like all weird manufactured stuff that's just meant to make him stay on his little island and not right. ask questions. Like, but I think also, too, I, I think this kind of comes into like a big talk about free will and, you know, the, mm-hmm. the will of the human spirit, you know, the. Like somebody that has an idea or a desire to do something, if they really want to do it, I defy you to put you. Mm-hmm. I mean, in short of, you know, you know, breaking their legs or, you know, making it incapable for them to achieve their goal. They're going to do everything they possibly can to achieve it because their heart wants to. And I think, you know, being in a utopian world and all that stuff and having, you know, the perfect wife set up for him with you know the the tv show and the directors and all that stuff he still wanted to take the time to go find his dream girl from college and that's Mm -hmm. all he ever wanted to do and he found out she's in fiji okay how am i gonna get to fiji where is it from here and that's all he wanted to do and yeah he's like it's here and it's over here further away to you start coming back right i love that line too it's so good (laughs) it almost made me want to think like what's the where's that for me right. <laughs> I, just, I just want to know it might be the ocean i don't know <laughs> probably there might be nowhere um oh. 
but I, I found that to be such an interesting thing. And especially at the end of the film as well, you know, when he's having the conversation with the director, you know, who's talking to him almost like, you know, like a deity talking down to yes. him saying yes. like, you know, I've built this perfect world, you know, the same lies and issues you're having in here are the exact same out there, but inside this, you know, this world, you're going to be safe. You're, you're always safe. You know, you're going to be safe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at the same time, he was like, I, I want to see, you know, I, I want to go. And, and also too, just, I, I know I'm kind of ping ponging around a little bit. The, um, the ending of the film with him as well, you know, the, the bow and, you know, just the way that he does is like, you know, good afternoon. If I, in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good, afternoon, good evening, good and good night. Evening, good night. Yeah. And just like the end of that, it's like, that is the perfect end. I think to any TV show, the character assimilates to the normal world. It's done. And it, it I should... actually, okay. We, we were talking about the movie, uh, like a few days ago, maybe like a week ago. Mm-hmm. I knew you, I knew I was gonna be on the podcast with, so like I brought up that this was going to be the movie. Yeah. And somebody in chat said like, how do you feel about the end of the movie? Because don't you wish you could have seen Truman assimilate into the real world more? And I re- and and I was like, I think the whole point of the movie is that we don't deserve to get to see Truman assimilate into the real world. Yeah, we've We're seen being, everything. I want else. to see it, but that makes me the audience on the couch at home wanting to see it. Like that's the beauty of how it ends is that mm-hmm. we only see Truman's life when he is in the Truman Show. Because we are the audience in the movie, right? As well, and it's weird. Yeah, we're we're happy that he's made it. Just like the guy in the bathtub that's like splashing the water <laughs> everywhere. He's so excited for him. Yeah. And everybody that's watching, they honestly are so excited for him that one, he overcame his fear, mm-hmm. and he made it, and he set out to complete something, and he did it, and. They're just they're just so excited for him because they they genuinely love him. They've grown to love him as a person and they they just couldn't be happier for him that he's getting to do his thing. And so in a way too, I think most of the the audience too is just going to just be excited that he gets to live a life now. You know, it's, it's like almost watching your kid grow up. You know, but I think his character lived till I think Truman was 30. Yeah. Or something like that when like he left. in his 30s like there are people who've been watching him for 30 years on that show. Like, right. That's just... When I was looking at the director, it's like, how old were you when you started this show? Were you like some crazy tycoon that's like, I've got a lot of money. I'm adopted a baby. That's what it seems like. Yeah. Like, like Christoph and Harris has been like, yeah, just some, I imagine just some wild, crazy art student who then eventually went even more insane with money. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's a really messed up concept to try to... It is. Like, a corporation adopts a baby t- for television? For The movie loses a little bit of plausibility because who's going to build that massive studio on spec? Like, maybe yeah. they didn't build it until he was, like, a certain age, like the show had picked up. Yeah, maybe they know, just but... built it bigger and bigger as money yeah. came in. But who like... the hell was watching that show when he was just a baby? Like, what is the show then? <laughs> like, I don't know. Right. Because, yeah, they talk about, you know, their first episodes where you know what it was one camera you know they started with one camera and it was you know with baby truman inside the womb and then you know the show expanded out to five thousand cameras you know around the whole city and the ocean and whatever it's just it's such a crazy one thing i've always now i'm just gonna ping pong around too because i'm thinking about things from the movie one thing i've always wondered is uh they uh 
he's in the mirror mm -hmm. talking to himself. Like that's like part of his morning ritual. I love those scenes. Do you think, do you think then, like if you think about it, they had to, they probably conditioned him as a kid to do that because people don't draw on their mirrors and talk to themselves and stuff like they want him to be interesting television. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if when Truman was a kid, they like did things to encourage him to be verbally verbal with his imagination and stuff. Yeah. So he would be more captivating and entertaining to watch. And that's like, that's messed up to me to imagine in the movie world. Like all of Truman's behaviors have been conditioned we, or influenced. We, as the audience in the movie like him for are things that they probably did their best to instill in him when he was growing up so that he could be more entertaining for the television show within the world. I could see the the like the the soap drawing on the um on the mirror. I could see that maybe something he did with his dad. Yeah. That could be something that, that he did with him as a mm -hmm. kid like look, he could be a spaceman or we could make you yeah. on a, a boat captain or whatever. <laughs> Cuz when he saw it, I also thought like wow, he can draw really well. Like when he drew the little flag on the moon, it's <laughs> he like does do that that, really that's like well. a like the little wave that he puts into it. It's yeah. like that's actually that's better now. Now you understand why Jim Carrey's like a crazy artist. Now, yeah, real, sense. real truth. He's actually a fantastic <laughs> artist. Um, he really is. His paintings are really cool. Have you seen <laughs> yeah. um, comedians in cars getting coffee? I have. I yeah. have seen his, his episode, episode. Is awesome because yeah. you get to see his studio, and yeah. he's so good. And if you haven't seen it, if if you're listening to this later, um, comedians in cars getting coffee is on Netflix right now, and I think Jim Carrey is the very first episode. I think he's one yeah. of the very first ones, but it's it's fun. They're very good, like bite sized like 15, 20 minute bits with Jerry Seinfeld getting coffee with different actors and comedians. But anyway, but yeah, it was. I think it is interesting because a lot of his mannerisms, yeah, were pre orchestrated, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. You, you can't deny nobody that they were. Nobody says good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Like nobody has catchphrases built into themselves naturally. Right. Oh my People gosh! And made him do that somehow. Yeah, and the the I guess the the commentary and consumerism as well, you know, within the movie, like all the oh, the ad I reads, the product placement. Oh, and they're so like <laughs> in your face. I've had other about it. before. This is the best. Yeah, or like that's a good beer. <laughs> it's like, all right. <laughs> my it, favorite quote from that movie i quote all the time is when he does the uh what the hell are you talking about who are you talking to like, yeah when she's talking, like, like when she's talking about it, like it's the best yes, yeah he's like it's, what he they're, just they're having like a moment, fight why are you talking like this who talks like this You're yeah not person like or um, like in the even in the trailer when he's in the garden and you know he's guys you know sticking out his butt as he's mm -hmm. doing you know plant flowers or whatever she's like i got this you know kitchen appliance you know it slices, it slices dices, dices and it's a grater and it's all in one he's like oh great it's <laughs> like that's odd my wife's a psychopath <laughs> oh my goodness i another you know what i i have so many in world questions about the truman show that are now just popping in my head too like yeah go for it his wife sleeps with him right like yeah like she's paid actress who sleeps do they show that level on screen ever? no because the the security they, they guards yeah the security they, guards yeah. say ah they never they show never anything show they always pan right, and tilt right. away or the wind blows because i think so like they respected that but yeah. there has to be an accidental nudity caught on screen at some point oh within the that show i'm up. sure yeah. i'm sure 
But like, I think it was, yeah, polar, yeah, polar mindset. I think she was the plan for the show was, I think, to have Truman and um, Meryl. Meryl, yeah, which is a, yeah. yeah, an odd name for a lady. Fits it fits her like the fifties vibe. Though, it does. That know? is that is I the mean, name of saying, the time. We're saying Meryl's an odd name. Like Truman's a totally normal name. That yes yeah. <laughs> truman burbank it's like oh that's such a hollywood name yeah it's ridiculous even but, his name though i mean even his name fits with the theme of the movie which what is a true man god they thought about it oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so good Bastards. yeah one thing uh. that i thought was kind of fun too is the way you know having people crash the show Mm-hmm. within Truman, you know, like how when they're interviewing uh Kristoff, you know, how they're had like, you know, you've had some close calls before and like the guy <laughs> that hid inside the Christmas present when he was little. Yeah. Truman, it's all TV show, Truman. Yeah. <laughs> and it, or the guy that parachutes in, it's like, I'm on TV. It's kinda like the you know, like with streaking, you know, like in yes. other live events or people running on baseball fields and stuff like that. It's you know, it's it's so funny that I'm surprised we haven't seen more st- stuff like that happen in modern reality TV shows. You know, people like finding out where, you know, thing with real world and road rules, people finding mm-hmm. the house and like trying to get on the show, like, oh, or maybe they right. did and they just cut it out. Cause it, it was never live, but it almost seems like that would be a, a story. They would almost, well, then they would incentivize it. So maybe not, but I could see some <laughs> reality show doing the storyline where like a crazy stalker shows up, you know? Right. And then uh, just the way too, like when things start to kind of fall apart, you know, when the when the dad shows up and he just somehow just got his way in. But when you right. see him, it's like this guy sticks out like a sore thumb. He's really dirty. And yes. there, there are no homeless people in this town. Everyone is prim, clean, proper and, you know, going to work, doing their grind or whatever. And this guy seriously looks like he rolled in dirt. And has I kind of wish they would have recast the dad. I kind of wish that would have been like a plot point. Like I was wondering when seen him. And, yeah, yeah, it had been so long since I'd seen it when they had him walking through the fog. Mm-hmm. I wonder. Oh, that that maybe would have sped up the ending a little bit, or maybe caused him to go, "What the hell?" Um, <laughs> but like having it be, yeah, having him be recast. Yeah, like just find a really similar looking actor because he's, he's like aged like dad. It's like that's not my 15, dad. Twenty years, yeah. <laughs> Or it looks like him, but sounds different. It's like, that's not my dad. You're not my real dad. You're not my dad. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, and it's got so many things right. Oh, and when they um, when he's on the boat, you know, when they finally when he disappears and finds the way to, you know, break line of sight with the camera and he's on the water and they're like, quick, we got to get another boat out there. And the bus driver is trying to drive the ferry. He's like, "I, I don't know how to do this. I only I only do the bus. Really and they're like, have any reason to do it? Because yeah, no takes the ferry, anywhere. right? And like the floor director's down there on the floor, and he's like, they don't know how they're actors. <laughs> they don't you know. know it was a really weird thing. Uh, I was on Reddit today, and I actually saw like a Truman Show post when I yeah? got on Reddit this morning. What? And I was like, that's oddly. And it's uh, when he goes to the travel agency. Uh, two things about it. One, when she comes in, she still has her hair and makeup bib on. <gasps> I like, totally she, missed that. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. yeah, he yeah. basically says he's leaving today. Shows up in that a they hurry. couldn't yeah. catch up. I'm gonna yeah. leave. They probably never even needed a travel agent actress. So like, she comes in and it looks like it's it's just enough that you could think, oh, maybe she was eating lunch, you know. But like, it's a hair and makeup bib. Is what oh, it is what a good it. catch. And then all of the like brochures and posters for traveling are like 
all cruise ships. They're all water-based. Like, yes. everything there to deter him from Well, you have, like, the go. one plane that's like, they're a terrorist. It'll crash. And it's like, oh, my <laughs> <Yeah>. gosh. <laughs> like, they're totally trying to make not flying an oh, option. Yeah. And he, like, I think he sees him and makes a face like, what? Mm-hmm. Why is that right. in here? It's so that's strange. Like, that aspect of Truman where he, he questions his reality mm-hmm. is I don't, is that a little unbelievable to you if it's the only reality you've ever known like if his whole life travel agencies are like don't travel is that would that become his norm or would you still question it if if i like, like if like, i was in his circumstance i mean yeah, like, up until that if, point enough things have happened to start getting you to question things you know the light has fallen mm-hmm. i think at that point people acted funny with different traffic jams he had seen his dad at that point and seen random mm-hmm. people push him on the bus. And then he finds out he can literally stop traffic. He smacks the the guy that's working on a light bulb outside in the butt with his bag. And he literally just doesn't move. He just keeps doing what he's doing. Yeah. That's terrible directing. Christoph is doing a horrible job. If you're trying to sell it, you know? Yeah. Have people react the way that they would or yell at him or something. You're like, Yeah, but it could have been the actor thinking like, what do I, don't I wanna, if what I, do I hit do? Truman? Yeah, I hit Truman right now. I'm fired. Like, yeah, I'll never yeah. work again, period, because I'll be known <laughs> yeah. as the extra that hit Truman. Yeah. Or Truman's especially the people Truman. in the cars who are like, I don't want to hit him. Yeah. <laughs> I can't hit him. But like what just speaking of bad directing, one thing that bothers me is they they see Truman watching in his rearview mirror and they keep the same cycle of things going behind him at the yeah. one point. Yeah, like why, he's talking about the dented beetle. Why do you still send the dented beetle? Like, why do you still send it through? It could have been uh, one of those things where maybe it would have been just too many people to communicate to to get the, yeah, to get the mean, beetle to stop. Hard, probably hard to control that, but they do a lot of pretty <laughs> incredible things control-wise. I think what have been would have been really funny is you still have the first two, like the, the bicycle, the guy walking his dog or whatever. And then instead of a yellow beetle, it's still a beetle, but it goes the other direction and it's a different color. Yeah. Or something well, like that. Like, have, like he like, almost Truman, gets like, it. Even have Truman like getting out of the car and see the beetle like speeding off in the other direction or something like it was down. And yeah. Thing, like, or he sees yeah. it like coming down the, the street and it just pulls into like somebody's driveway real quick yeah. and like hits a mailbox <laughs> or something. <laughs> That that honestly, maybe that would have that would have been a much better choice, where you could yeah. see them trying to correct the issue. Like, oh crap! Yes, uh, looks like we have fixed the Truman Show. You're welcome. Uh, One thing that I thought was weird too is like movie. the the classical radio station. He almost mm-hmm. has a straight up conversation with the DJ when he's listening yeah. to him. Yeah, that's like a little too obvious. Like that. Yeah, yeah but he's like yeah. cool with it, and he's just like, oh yeah, but yeah, yeah, go have a good day. Thanks. That's the like, norm in his life, right? So I guess so. I guess he's so used to that DJ for classical music every day. Life fits perfectly for him, mm-hmm. which is eventually what makes him question everything. I guess. Right. I, I lo- I'm just. I, I'm thinking more about the movie, and I. Um, speaking of its like 50s vibe, I love the idea that his best friend like stocks vending machines. Yeah. Oh, it's so like, funny. It just in this small town, he's making enough to live just stocking the like two vending machines that exist there but like, was it but was that done intentionally to basic because like when oh, i'm sure to sell candy in like well yeah to sell candy but i'm also thinking like to you know when truman and him are hitting golf balls down that unfinished highway 
mm-hmm. or that I guess it's going to be a bridge or something. I'm not sure. But he is like, you know, Truman, you've got a desk job. I'd kill for a desk job. Yeah. Was that tra- make, was that a way to, to, to tug him back? That, yeah, it's to give him that like, well, things could be worse. I have a great life in comparison. Yeah, I sell life. insurance yeah. on an island. Life's <laughs> great. Oh, what an man. odd job to give to him, too. Very so, odd job, indeed. Giving, giving him insurance. Very strange. God. What a boring job for... Uh, yeah, that's. I think that's weird that they... You think they would give him something more exciting, but anything more exciting and he would probably... Maybe like, feel more encouraged to leave. Yeah, yeah, seek excitement. They want him to be complacent and docile. So they basically made The Office. They made a... Uh, yeah. yeah. They so just made that show. He's neutered just, his excitement for anything. And just hoped he would stay that way. <laughs> it's like, he's not going to want to go anywhere. False. Oh, he wants man. to go all over the place. He does. He does. Mm-hmm. What, a, what an interesting movie and its effect on people when it came out, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you you know, everybody who's seen The Truman Show after it came out has that moment where they're like, am I in The Truman Show? Yeah, it's almost like kind of like with you know am i being punked or something or am i in the Uh matrix you know like is this real am i being watched all the time by somebody for someone's amusement maybe maybe you don't know (laughs) it's weird that it'd be really weird anybody who's watching right now right if you're listening to this or watching this i don't think you're on a truman show because i don't think anybody wants to watch somebody listen to a podcast about this movie there might be somebody that enjoys watching somebody listen to something else (laughs) we could be part of the plant though we could be uh, we could be sponsored by these wonderful uh, ramen noodles it's like the uh in in uh the faculty they Mm. theorize that they make all the alien movies to make you believe that there never could really be aliens yeah that's what elijah wood says so we could the truman show was made in this world so that you'll never you question it. Is a Truman show. So you would think, oh, it can't possibly be real. They wouldn't have made a movie about it if it was ah, a thing. That's very conspiracy theorist of you. We're going deep layers. <laughs> am I all right? <laughs> Lots of deep layers. We could slice dice and shred through these layers. Yeah. It makes Julianne fries. <laughs> One thing that I thought was also cool, too, was the uh, the level of control. And, you know, the, um, the weather system. Mm-hmm. And just like, you know, like when it, when it has the mishap on the beach, where only just a funnel of rain I love comes that down. Part. I love it. And he like, he sights it out. So cartoony. <laughs> just move it with him. That that'll convince him that there's nothing going on. Yeah, I loved that. And then all of a sudden, it all comes down. And he's like, oh, "Wait." <laughs> but then I also, like on like, this. Oh god. Oh, I, was gonna say, I almost feel like the entirety of the Truman Show's plot is kickstarted by somebody who wasn't willing to approve a budget to make some like fixes to the dome like lights are falling off radios are screwing up the rain's not working right it's like they needed to do some maintenance on the systems and some corporate guy was like ah no 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 it's fine we can go another couple years he never goes up the second elevator so this can just be a (laughs) way to craft services for the extras (laughs) nobody's gonna go up this elevator and he's like wait what's going on back here (laughs) <laughs> I loved that. Oh, and you oh, see people shit. just sitting there and they're like, yeah. oh, crap. <laughs> I like it all the one extra just holds still like, I'm just going to pretend I'm on the elevator. Maybe he'll buy it. <laughs> it's My so goodness. good. It's really good. Man, I, 
Do you feel bad at all for any of the actors? In real life like or in Meryl. the show? It, 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 like Meryl in within the Truman Show. Like I would she has so. to pretend to love someone that she doesn't, but she probably maybe did at some point because he was like famous, you know? Like she agreed to sign up to do this. But also she knows that he is in love with somebody else and is lying. Like she's lying to him, but she also knows that he's lying to her all the time too. But he's trying to pretend that he loves her, yeah. and he, yeah. maybe They're he kind of still like likes her, but he loves somebody each else other more. at the same time. Like that's yeah, weird. They... That could explain a lot of the tension they have too. Is maybe she's resentful because mm -hmm. she's like, she's... "Well, I'm the one that's pretending, not you." Yeah, like I'm supposed to be the beloved wife in this famous story of ours. Well, even you know? at the and... the bar that that has the Truman Show on all the time, that uh, where the two girls are watching all the time and not working mm -hmm. at all. I think yeah. they, they talk about one of the girls was like, oh, man, I can't believe he rebounded and married Meryl. Mm -hmm. You know, like she I don't think as many is generally liked as no. a character. So she's probably resentful that she did not get to come on and be like the character accepted with the wide open arms in the world yeah. of the Truman Show. I would think most actors would see like a role like that as like a, a very ambitious role and maybe an attractive role because it's really going to test how long can you hold character yes like how method can you be because i think like even when they're interviewing her like she's talking about how you know it's my life it's a lifestyle it's not that she's acting it's it's her yeah. living out her life in a way too weird it's it so is weird. weird yeah it's such a weird world to like try to implant yourself into and think about anybody's choices like Truman, I can get mm. the audience watching. I can kind of get any actors with the production. It's so weird to imagine what's going on, like in mm. their heads when they do anything like, yeah, I kind of wish we got to see more of those like candid interviews with the actors being mm. themselves, like not being in character within within that uh, that island. You know, kind of having more of that maybe cut in or spliced in or something. But that also maybe would have broke the vibe, too. Because in a way, you know, once you get it, that kind of keys you in as to what's going on. And then it kicks off, you know, Truman leaving his front door to go to work. And then mm -hmm. now we're in all the different button cams and the different cams all over the place. And and you're just kind of along for the ride at that point. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was. I think I would like to see more of it, but I agree. Probably better like, mm -hmm. without it. You know, it's a stronger film without the rest of it, without more of it in there, probably. Right. I think it's interesting in world speaking of production that they do flashbacks to like to the the girl, the story, like uh, the, the oh one. yeah, like when he's yeah. reminiscing and makes the little like yeah. magazine cutout face. Yeah, it's like I guess they probably are just leaning into into like the skid, I suppose, because they yeah. know like audience at home is gonna be like why is he just staring at this picture of this girl but like you would think they would want to bury her you know as much as they could i think partly i think it's one of those things where the material was given to them so why not shut it down mm -hmm. but i also think it could be a way to fill out maybe not as pretty things to look at or not as you know sitting with him there just staring and just sighing yeah. you know it's it's kind of like what they did too with them um, with truman on the beach and he's sitting there just staring at the water and they show the footage of him when he was young with his dad on the boat. You know, it's kind of, you know, taking some source material from previous episodes or previous days that they've had the show to kind of fill that space and make it more like yeah. a TV show. 
to kind of feel like, okay, we can either stare at him for the next half hour or 45 minutes because he's probably going to be here for a while. Or we could show this. And then whenever he leaves, we can come back or if it seems like he's about to go somewhere. Or we just wait until he's in a different place. Yeah. So then, one question I have for you then is, what do you think Truman's life is once he leaves the Truman Show? Oh, man. Well, I'd love to think that he, he meets up with, uh, with the girl. You know, she comes yeah. running out the door. I'm sure they get together. But, Let's hope for that. But yeah, like, I like to think. How does I don't he know. live a day to day life being the most famous person on the planet, knowing he has to know that the entire world was basically complacent and took an active role in his own captivity? Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I honestly, you know, th this might be rom romanticizing it a little bit. I'd like to think they go to Fiji together and just live on the island and just enjoy. That's I think there. the ideal situation is they go to a secluded place. And, and it's just them. Just, yeah. They just live together. Yeah. Because he can't live amongst people and have a normal life. You and the studio everything. probably is going to give them a lot of money to not have a lawsuit. <laughs> How is there not lawsuits to begin with? I don't even They yeah. tried to kill him like, live on TV, like a bunch of people. Like, I liked the director's response. I was like, he was born on TV. TV. Yeah. We could kill him. <laughs> it's weird because Christoph does seem to really care about Truman. But mm -hmm. he, he loves him like a father. He does, but it's like he cares more about his own creation of the Truman Show. Yeah. And purity almost more until he realizes, I guess, that killing him is destroying the purity if he controls it too much. Yeah, it's like he loves Truman as much as he loves, like, uh, like an artist would love a piece of art. You know, mm -hmm. there, there's a sense of, you know, I don't know, you, you connect with it and you identify with it, but at the same time, you don't want it to change. You want it to stay as you intended. Mm -hmm. And you don't want it to... I don't know, become something that wasn't of your design. And so I think that that was his struggle at the end is that he's having yeah. to accept and, you know, we're going to have to accept this as parents at some point. Eventually yes. our kids are going to become themselves. And whether we <laughs> like it or not, we have to, we have to accept that too. So in a way yeah. he had a, a going to college style moment with Truman but, you know, maybe That's 12 true. years later than most parents typically do. <laughs> That's very true. Oh, yeah. Goodness. Because you see the affection because he pets Truman when he's sleeping. Yeah. I mean, he. Screen. It's like a kid. Like, I'd be watching a baby monitor looking at a picture yeah. of my kid. Like, you know, I, I look at it fondly, not in a creepy sense. It's like, you know, I, I love my kid and I think he mm -hmm. looks precious when he sleeps. You know, very much like, yeah, what Kristoff does when he watches Truman. He sees his his kid. Or, or someone that he sees a family member or someone that he cares for. And uh, one thing, another thing too, that I thought was interesting too, is when he's eating breakfast or having a late night snack, they have the picture in picture with him, but they have mm -hmm. like a, a Chris Hardwick style talking Truman or the true talk thing yes, where yes, they break they do. down what's going on. It's like, that was so ahead. That is like spot on. Yeah. That that's something I remember being around really until like, years after the yeah show did that, that stuff movie. exist in the 90s did we have shows we about have the too, show we, we may have been too young boring or something but like yeah they're really popular now shows right yeah show. shows about the show like heck even the new season of uh stranger things they put they made their own produced live with air quotes uh mm -hmm. round table with all the actors so everybody's doing it but i thought that was really really funny but also too like they still leave the um the normal show going on mm -hmm. you know so it's like hey the show is never cut it's always going 
Yes. And always um, live. Always live. Live, 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 live. But I, I Jen brings it. up a good Jen brings up a good point. She says when she thinks about the after effects of Truman, it's like similar to Harry Potter and his fame. I guess the in the sense that they're famous to everybody and they don't view them like they're just suddenly famous to every single person on the Yeah, planet, they're but... humble or maybe they'll have moments. Yeah. I don't know. I'd like to think Truman's is a little darker though than Harry's way. I don't know. Like... I mean having your parents murdered and Well, I I should say the cause of their fame, like people's intentions behind it people yeah. are praising harry because he did he's responsible for getting rid of a great evil everybody is obsessed with truman and he was a prisoner like against his own will he just didn't know it they, they was he against his own will well i mean yeah but well, he, he was. i think it was against his own will he almost <laughs> yeah i can see that i can see that i don't disagree <laughs> but yeah I, I i don't know i still if i had to i don't know with truman I would like to think it's a storybook positive I'm ending. Choose, I will, I choose I'm to believe hope that. for a storybook life as well. Or Truman's entire existence was designed to be someone else's storybook. Yeah. So I would like to hope that he gets his own storybook in the end. Right. I, I mean, he's been through so much and he's been, yeah, yeah he's lived a life, but he's decades out of time mm -hmm. compared to where everything else is. So, I mean, one would hope he just gets to just, not have everybody over his shoulder anymore and you know, um, like he's gonna have stalkers out the wazoo oh totally Man. absolutely especially knowing that he is out in the world which makes me think even more why um the girl that he'll end up being with i think she's gonna do everything she can to help him see everything that he was denied or live the life mm -hmm. that he was denied but also try to give him as much privacy as possible while still giving him a chance to experience life as much as he can I think she's almost going to be kind of, she's going to be the new Kristoff, but maybe a little bit more uh, <laughs> loving and a little bit less she's restrictive. She's shaping his world in the way that, that she thinks it should have been the whole right? time. Kristoff <laughs> part two. This time, the dome is Earth. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, the music in this movie, I thought was, was very, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sticks with you it like. does and even like the the more thematic stuff the more cinematic for us i think not so much for him was also very good you know mm -hmm. it goes from you know that very upbeat to the very you know scary moments too like when um it it felt very i loved how they brought that in like you know when when they're directing the different shots you get to watch Kristoff call the show um, this is, this is coming from somebody who's, who's been a technical director and a director and who's had to call shows to get people to punch stuff. It was a little bit over the top and how like demonstrative he was with his hands. But at the same time, I thought it was so cool for him to call the shots, get his sequence of shots going. And then he calls to the music and has them fade in and they're uh, live doing the score so funny right there. I loved that though. And it's like, they're writing the music on the spot. And as bizarre and as, you know, voyeuristic as the show is, and he is a prisoner, but at the same time, it's like, this would be a hell of an achievement. <laughs> you know, even reality show, like to be able to have somebody call it and manipulate everything and then get music to be done on cue and to fit the moment. I mean, that's uh, just impressed, really. He I am just, impressed. Like, I'm impressed like, by I a thing. Do it. Yeah, it's like, I would, <laughs> I, don't, I couldn't do it. That That's next level. That's like doing the Super Bowl on top of the final, uh, on top of the World Cup. Yeah. with doing oh, yeah. like the live musicals that have been going on NBC for a while mm -hmm. all at once. Yeah. 
Like that would just be bananas. On the fly. Yeah. On the fly. Like yeah. And <laughs> like never getting a break music. ever. No. It's just, oh my gosh. There's got to be a lot of assistant directors working. Right. There. Well, I think the, the time that happens, like the Paul Giamatti character, I think is the, he's the AD he's, and the yeah, first like TD. In command, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. So when Christoph goes to take a nap, he's directing. Because I remember he's, um, he's calling out the shots when Truman's sleeping, when they find out he's missing. And he's mm -hmm. like, he's training the new guy like, and wide, close. I know. He's so box. bored. It's so he's mundane. so bored. And then Kristoff comes out. I was like, what's going on? And he's like, oh, I'm just teaching the new guy. And he like looks at him like, no, that's not okay. You get back on yeah. your post. And um, uh, But anyway, I, I thought that part of it was, for me, just because it's, I've seen, I, I've worked that other side. And the way they did mm -hmm. it, it wasn't too over the top. And to me, it was it was cool to see the control room, all the different positions and all the different producers in the room and the money people coming in like oh this is so great and uh, i loved the one thing too when he goes missing and they cut to the graphic and they're giving him crap like what is this he's like this these are the best ratings we've ever had and it's a graphic <laughs> our ratings have never been better <laughs> yeah and um oh my gosh i mean it, it's such a the show has so much this movie has so much going on and I think it'll be one of those movies where it's, it, it, I think it's going to stay in time for a while because especially with how things have been going with mainstream media, you know, with, with influencers and, you know, the ability to see so much live through simpler means that this movie was talking about this and had even an idea of it decades almost two decades ahead of its time almost to the point where we're at now where it's almost yeah. mainstream everywhere i mean live video content i think isn't fully as prevalent as i think it's going to be maybe in the next 10 years yeah i think in five to ten years i mean there's going to be so much live i mean we're seeing it today you know with even in the gaming space you know i mean our world is very small you know with twitch and gaming but with Facebook doing what they're doing and, you know, Microsoft wanting to do stuff with Mixer. I mean, big tech companies. I mean, and Amazon paid a pretty penny to acquire Twitch. Yeah. There's, there's definitely a shift in content consumption and we're seeing it too with the cable getting cut. And so it's, it's so cool to see a movie that really called it in an alternative idea that really wasn't very far off. Yeah. It, it definitely is ahead of its time almost in a way that makes it it will basically be timeless i feel like, like yeah I all of the themes like the technology will look dated and everything but all the themes it presents are very much like mm -hmm. very poignant now right the way advertising's worked in the way people want to consume other people's lives the, like mm. just the i don't know everything about it I think too, maybe the reason why they were sending it uh, or setting it in like a 50s, 60s time that maybe extends the 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 rewatchability mm -hmm. or seeing it later in time for the first time. Yeah, because you're able to the main content that you're going to view is Truman in Truman's world. You don't see the control room or the outside world that much. I mean, the only time I think you'll maybe feel dated is when you're in the bar and you see their TV or. Yes like you see or the stuff in the control room that's really mm -hmm. it everything within the you know truman's world makes sense until we eventually yeah. get hidden cameras that aren't super fisheye or have like stuff like um vignetting on the lenses or something like yeah. that but even then when they show you like um 
in one of the interviews with Christoph or like one of the montages with the studio being built and they show you like the size of the camera is like the size of an eraser head or like the tip of a pencil. It's like there will probably be some vignetting because there might be clothing around it or it's inside yeah. a button. Yes. And so it makes it to where like everything that's happening there, it's I feel like it's it's a movie that's going to be definitely viewable and rewatchable for quite some time. Because of how, yeah, the, the world within the Truman Show is set in sort of a vague timelessness that won't make you, when you're watching it, be like, oh, look at those gross like 90s clothes, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, or like nothing about it has any foundation in real media that exists yeah you're you know? not gonna have that like jarring moment like wait whoop. yeah yeah i i don't know if that was an intention and i hope it was because if so that i mean that's that's quite clever to make it to where nobody's really gonna question much they're gonna mm -hmm. kind of just you know be able to you know get into the groove of the movie without having to think too much about it um unlike a certain other film franchise that we both love uh where it's choosing of uh, time to set itself, especially in the sequel, kind of. <laughs> I mean, 2015 <laughs> maybe isn't too far from today. I don't know. <laughs> you're right. You're. Right. I, I still see Jaws 13. Or oh whatever. my gosh! I mean, At the same I time, though. Oh that. man, I really, I am looking forward to the Back to the Future movies coming back to Netflix because they 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 cycle through. It might be in the summer, but if they do, I want to talk Back to the Future too so much because it's one of those where oh my gosh without getting too much into it, it it's so crazy how much they got real close um i guess as we kind of kind of wind down here um any you know final thoughts you have on uh on the truman show go watch it please do <laughs> honestly yeah no. if you guys haven't seen it uh as of today as of this recording it's still on netflix do yourself a favor go see it i would consider it a must-see movie i think people need to see it I mean, you won't. And if it's off Netflix, hit me up. I'll lend you our VHS. All right, <laughs> Mega will mail you the VHS copy. You still have the VHS copy? I'm pretty sure. Well, my stepbrother lives down the road from us. I think he still has it. So I'll that just, is I'll awesome. That is so cool. You have to go find a VHS player though. <laughs> I want to watch it on the same type of TV. That That's such they a watch hipster thing to do. Just watch it on a four by three square. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> watch the, way the bad it was tracking to be seen. Come on. Guys. VHS is such a pure form. No, it's not. VHS is probably one of the worst mediums. Ever. It is. It's horrible. It's such garbage. <laughs> such garbage. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, I I agree. I I think it's one of those where it's it's a great movie. It's worth your time. And you guys should do yourself a favor, go see it. Especially with, you know, like what we were talking about, in light of everything that's going on, it's it's almost bizarre. It's almost Twilight Zone-esque in a way, too. Yeah. Outside of just its incredible relevancy to today's world, it is yeah. very funny and heartwarming. Yes. And just, just a well-made movie, even Heck if it, it didn't basically predict the future. Right. <laughs> I mean, even if you're just a fan of Jim Carrey, that should yeah. be more than enough to get you in there. I mean, it's it's a good range of, you know, Jim Carrey from being dramatic down to just being his, you know, wacky Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber self with some of his little moments. It's, you, 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 you nice see it. In between the majestic and Ace Ventura. Yes. <laughs> Mash those together <laughs> and you get the Truman Show. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so that's going to conclude uh, our ninth episode of the Hill Valley AV Club. 
I think we've done nine. We're almost up to ten. Um, not quite sure what our next film will be. I'm gonna look at what's coming and going to Netflix for May, and we'll make an announcement on Twitter um, and also in our community Discord too. You can find the links in the description, or you can follow me on Twitter at Captain McFly TV. Um, and also, if you want to catch this show live too, you can uh, follow me at Captain McFly, C A P T A I N M C F one Y. Uh, we record it live here and then push it out to all the iTunes services so, and all podcast services. So iTunes, Google Play, and uh, a couple other ones as well. I think we're looking at pushing out to Podbean pretty soon too. Um, yeah. Woo -woo. So if you would like to find Mega and see his beautiful, bearded, newly dadded self. Very tired self. Very tired self. But he is a yes. wonderful, awesome dude that is worthy of your time. Where can we find you, dude? You can go to twitch.tv slash megamagwitch, where I'll probably, if it's a normal day of the week, be playing something like Fortnite or some other popular shooter. But if it's a Wednesday, I'll be playing some crappy old indie game or something like that. And it's fun. And I like that fun. And we can talk about movies and stuff, too, if you want. And you can find me on Twitter as well. Same name. And, yeah, that's the end of my little bit for myself. So I think it's uh, time I toss it back on to Kevin. He can wrap this thing up. <laughs> all right guys thank you so much for tuning in stay shiny and we will see you again next month